You're listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson, the podcast that tells you what it really takes to build a business and the simple steps to get you there. I'm determined to share with you the reality of easy, simple business marketing tips to make passive income so that you can start making money online. As entrepreneurs, you know speaking can help generate leads and help you make more money online. Well, my friend Trisha Brooke is the transformational speaker mentor for you. If you want to shift from being a good speaker to a great speaker, there is someone I know who can guarantee your success. I've known Trisha for years and she's one of the best in the business. She's literally supported thousands of thought leaders in becoming top speakers and influential voices. Speaking is how you become the authority in your field. When you have the tools and techniques to speak effectively as a leader, your credibility skyrockets. Trisha is teaching a two-day live virtual masterclass on February the 7th and 8th for just $47. This masterclass only happens twice a year, so you need to register now so you can add speaking to your business model for 2024. Speaking is a lucrative revenue stream for many entrepreneurs, and virtual speaking is a thing too. And that's why Trisha's two-day live virtual masterclass is so important. When you have the skills to effectively communicate, your speaking career will add to the revenue streams you already have in place to make more money online. And like me, she's high integrity, no scarcity marketing, and consensual selling. Head on over to theartofthebigtalk.com forward slash MMO and start stepping onto big stages. You'll find the link in the show notes. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's podcast. Continuing in my talking about visibility this week, because as most of you know, I constantly say it's 80% of what you should be doing is being visible in your business. And so I'm going to talk about it a lot. And today I wanted to talk about two sides of being visible, one showing vulnerability and showing parts of yourself that you might not have thought is something to share as part of your business. But with me talking about secondary messaging all the time, I think it really is important that we share more of us. And the second thing I want to talk about is you showing up as you, as in photographs of you for your business, which I know is another thing that people run away from. So to talk about those subjects, I've got the perfect person, Amanda Hutchinson. Amanda's actually a friend of mine, um, has been a client. I've also been a client of hers. And she is an amazing photographer. She helps people really show up in front of a camera and be visible for their business when lots of us are a bit too scared to do that. So welcome to the podcast, Amanda. Hi, thank you for having me. No worries. Let's talk about visibility. I mean, you, you're on the other side of the camera most of the time. Yes, so I would prefer to be. You prefer to be there. And we've been working together for a while. And one of the things that has always come up when we've been working together is that you need to be visible in your business. You, you help others be visible in theirs. And as is very normal in these situations, we don't do that for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> you've become more and more, more visible in the last year in your own business. You know, I'm seeing photographs of you now rather than you taking pictures of others, which I like. But also I think you have become more visible in the things that you talk about before you would talk about photography a lot I've seen you talking a lot more about uh personal things that have happened to you for instance your IVF journey yeah talk to me about first of all let's go into your IVF journey because lots of my listeners have been through or are going through that and I think it always helps when we unstigmatize something by talking about it so when did you go through that journey? 
So we started trying for a baby, would have been like 2015-ish, I think. And it was a real spur of the moment thing of like, oh, should we give it a go? And um, we gave it a go and again and again, and it didn't happen. And we were waiting seven years before we then went for IVF. Part of that is because we just thought it would happen. We both come from families where it just happens. And also I was traveling a lot with my day job, which meant that I kept missing the points in the cycle where you have to have tests. And so I was never around to be able to do it. So it just delayed it and delayed it. Then we eventually made the decision that we were going to go for it. Lockdown happened, which then put it on hold because all non-essential healthcare ceased. And to us, whilst it was another setback it made sense because you protect the life that exists not create a new one but then all of a sudden it was august 2020 and they said right you can go so while everybody was in lockdown and making banana bread we went through ivf it worked first time which is so incredibly lucky because we know lots of people who they go through many many rounds and it was only really our immediate friends and family that knew about it we weren't ready to talk about it publicly at that point because we didn't know that it was going to work and even until I was about 30 weeks pregnant I was still convinced that it wasn't going to work out well for us but when we did make the announcement it was because it had been so lonely for seven years and so many people say to you oh when you're having a baby oh you'd make great parents oh you have such good looking children and I don't realize the damage that that is doing yeah. behind closed doors. And so I wanted to put a post out that says, do you know what? It's really shitty going through this and it's really lonely. And so if you're going through this, even if we have never met in person, my DMs are open. And it was amazing the number of people who messaged me and went, we are going through the same thing. Thank you so much. And but that's what social media brings us. Like we yeah. have, idea, like we're always talking about the bad about social media, but to be able to do that and find like someone there is sitting there feeling like you're feeling, yeah. then they're able to get in touch and discuss something that not everybody is discussing. I think is, a, is an amazing thing. And it's an insane number of people that go through it. Like the, the stats are really high because you know, our lifestyles are different. We are waiting longer to start families, both on on both sides. You know, we've got more couples who are making that decision later in life, or it's their only option of going through it. If you're a same-sex couple, then IVF or adoption or surrogacy, like the alternative fertility journeys is something they go through, but it's still a taboo subject yeah which i think is bizarre like i know so many people do it and it is a taboo subject no one really talks about it i don't really know why no um but they're ha- but people are happy to say to you oh when you're having a baby they yeah. don't like it if you turn around and say did you have sex last night That's which is effectively thing. what you're asking me is did i have sex last night yeah i did get very um kind of blunt towards the end of it of how I responded to that. Because I was like, if you're going to, if I'm now going to go home and cry about the fact that we've still not been able to have a baby, I'm going to make you feel awkward in the process. Yeah. (laughs) Because I'm done with it. And and hopefully teach them something along the way because then they'll know that it's not appropriate to be asking these questions. Mm. I can't believe you do. I know. And I did have some friends who had very innocently asked these questions over the years come to me and say, 
I am so sorry we've been so insensitive. We didn't mean anything by it. And like, I know you don't mean anything by it, but when everybody is saying it to you, like it does get quite heavy. And so just think about it. Like it's none of your business if someone's trying for a baby. Or, or if they're not even. Or if they're not, like they might decide that they don't want children and that's completely okay for them to make that decision. Like we're not on this earth to further the population. Like, <laughs> When you were obviously having to have all of these tests, and I, I remember it happening and you were mm-hmm. having to go and it was like every week there was something that you had to do when you're going through IVF. How did you manage your workload of having a business while doing that? Well, I mean, that was probably the positive of having a pandemic because I didn't have any work. I mean, there was still some B2B work that happened from a distance um, and there were pockets where we were allowed out. So there was definitely times where I was working, but I was outside and I I did have to sudden, sometimes stop shoots midway through just to have a little bit of a vomit break because the morning sickness was horrific. Yeah. Um, but actually being in lockdown did help because my workload wasn't as big. And so I was doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes. It was the first time I did one to many. I was able to kind of diversify the business that way. The flip side is that coming out of lockdown, having just had a baby, Jack was born the day they lifted restrictions. That was the day, uh, that was then when all my couples said, oh, we can get married. And all of my, I had a 50 shoot backlog from lockdown to get through having just given birth like my first shoot was three weeks after giving birth and so it was then harder to juggle so if we were ever to decide to go through it again I'd definitely give myself the flexibility to have some time off and that's why I built the business that I built because I want that flexibility now for Jack like I don't do shoots on days that he's not in nursery yeah I love that you are starting to do the whole passive income side Mm -hmm. as well because that gives you more flexibility next time if you do want to try it again one of the things that we've talked about and, and no one talks about this and I've seen it happen and I think it's really important we talk about it is that when you have tried really hard to have a child and you've gone through IVF you know like you've really tried and then you have a baby people expect that you then can't ever complain about any part of <laughs> Yes. Oh, don't they just? Tell me how you found that, because I've seen it happen. But to start with, it just layered on the guilt. Like, I found that transition into motherhood, especially because of having to work so hard, really hard. We had spent so long trying to get pregnant, and then I spent the whole pregnancy thinking about, I've got to get this baby out of me and preparing for the birth that I hadn't really thought about what it would mean to be a mother and so when we brought Jack home it was like what do we do with him what do I do now I have no prep for this and I am a like I plan like I'm a prepper like in that sense and so then when I was really struggling I'd have people say to me but this is what you wanted I can't stand I was like, it is what I wanted. I wanted to be a mother. Hutch wanted to be a dad. You know, we wanted to be a family unit, but that doesn't mean sleep deprivation and dealing with the hormonal changes and just that whole massive shift in life isn't difficult. Like, it, there are still days now that we love him to pieces, but sometimes he's just a little terror. Yeah, and it's hard, and 
And it's the same in business. Some things are just hard and you don't have to enjoy and love every second of it because that's not realistic. And so it felt like it added so much guilt and and made it 10 times harder to start with. Now I've just, I've come to realize that they just don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, well, people don't understand, I think, a lot of the time. Um, because yeah. I've been through it. And I, I feel as well, like, what it, that happened with me with twins. Like, people would stop me in the street with twins and go, oh, you poor thing. Uh, people, it was so negative. And one of my um, employees, Anne, she has triplets. Yeah. And she got exactly the same. Like, no one ever stopped in the street and went, oh, you've got twins. Like you, everyone was always yeah. like, oh, you poor thing. You must be dying right now, but you've had no sleep for ages. And it's really hard when you're already finding it hard yeah. to have people pile on, like, how bad things are and the negativity and yeah. guilt and all of that. And I wish people would just kind of realize that their words can have a profound effect mm. on you. And I see that a lot then in how some of my clients come to me. Um, because we've spoken before about how people are nervous being in front of the camera. And it you now I had a client who said to me, Oh, I don't have a very nice smile. She said, I had a boyfriend that told me not to smile with my mouth open because I've got a really cute, ugly smile. And that had been stopping her from showing up in her business because of a comment from somebody close to her. And, you know, we get bombarded with all of these messages and all of these things of what you should look like and what you should look like to be successful. And you've spoken about this before, about, you know, to be successful, you've apparently got to be a size zero, which is ridiculous. And, you know... And to be a successful mother, you have to enjoy it all, all the time. Yeah, and... (laughs) So what I try and do with my clients is like just undo some of these messages that they've had and sort of push it all away because, you know, even from an early age, and I I saw this lovely little scene on a tube and it was family on their holiday and they were taking photos and it was really sweet. And then all of a sudden, one of the parents went, oh, don't smile like that. Do a pretty smile. And I was like, that's going to stick with her. Yeah, and she's going to grow up thinking that she doesn't have a pretty smile. And I'm like, have you ever tried to explain to somebody how to smile? It's ridiculous. Yeah, you, you have got to okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if you say to a child, right, to smile, you have to open your mouth and show your teeth. It's just, it makes no sense to try and explain. So just let them smile happily. And if they're not smiling, then it's probably because they're not really enjoying it. And they're, they're giving you their honest truth. Yeah, um, but that message might stick with her and she might never want to be in front of the camera. And I know that sounds extreme, but I see it so much in my clients about them not wanting to be visible because somebody's made a comment about how they look or how they sound or how they hold themselves or their size or on all of these things. And I just think I'm calling BS on it because we've all got to myself included because I am not always as visible as I should be, but we do need to show up for our clients because how else are they going to know we that we're there? And not just show up. We have to show the real, authentic truth mm-hmm. of who we are. And that's why I think it's really good that you're talking about like your experiences with the IVF. And it's why when I talk to some of my other clients about secondary messaging, you know, people resonate with you because of the life experiences you've had and because yeah. of the personality that you have and the opinions that you have. And yet so often, especially as women, we're told not to have those opinions. 
yeah. not to share those opinions, not to not to talk online about what really matters to us and the experiences we've had. In fact, someone said to me in the first year of business, never talk about politics or religion or, or yeah. opinions when you're talking about your business. And I thought, well, that's weird. Why would you like completely not talk about anything that's a real part of you and your belief system and what you care about? Like mm-hmm. why would you close that off and only talk about business? And then I had somebody else say to me, only about a year ago, a coach I was working with, never talk about anything negative, only ever talk about positive online. You'll make more money that way. And again, I was like, but none of this sounds authentic to me. This sounds like you're putting on a person, like a person, not, it's not really you. Hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong for shoots. Like if you are always working in your pajamas, then maybe just dress up a little bit for your shoot. Like we can do some photos within your pajamas, but there is an element of like you've got <laughs> you've got to dress for your business. But if you part of your messaging is around family or pets, then bring them into the shoot. If part of your mess, you know, part of your messaging is about travel, then bring that into like bring all of the elements. Because how can you know, like, and trust a person to buy from if you don't actually know them? And let's be honest about it. When it comes to photography for especially women in business, there is a lot that look the same because we've Mm -hmm. kind of been taught, you know, walk along twiddling with your hair is like a thing that you're supposed to do. Like there's always the same kind of pictures that people take. Um, I love that how you do things is you take the essence of who that person is and they might not be a a person that's all bold twiddling with their hair. And so why should do that and I think it is really important that we show who we really are on these photographs not yeah the version that we wish we were and most of my clients are the ones that are uncomfortable in front of the camera and well, probably... many people not who are uncom- who are comfortable in front of a camera I don't know many people that like lavish I could probably count maybe on one hand the people that don't come along saying I hate this like I sometimes think I'm more hated than the tax man. <laughs> like people go, oh, I turn up to events to shoot. Like, oh God, you're you're here with your camera. And I'm like, thanks. There are certainly clients that I've worked with num- like a number of times. They become more and more confident in front of the camera. And- I've become more confident, yeah, in front of the camera because you've told me you've sh- you've kind of shown me how to do that. What do you think is the biggest? problem like when someone comes to you and they want to be they want they know they need photographs taken for their business what don't they like what is the thing that stops them having these photographs taken thing i hear the most is i've gained a bit of weight wow that stops people taking photographs and it's interesting because i used to hear it a lot in the wedding industry of like oh i need to lose weight for my wedding they'd be like but they propose to you the size that you are like why do you need to and your clients and your your ideal clients and your audience don't care what size you are they really don't and in they fact care what's in your head and what you're going to yeah. do like if i could photograph your brain then like great you know, that's what they're after i like, have a client um who wasn't having photographs taken because she was a, a larger lady she's a plus mm-hmm. size and yet she came to di and everybody on my mastermind and everyone was saying to her your style is amazing. Like, I love the way you dress. I haven't seen the way you dress because you're not really putting any photographs on, but your style is is fabulous. And she had this whole aura around her that was amazing. 
And I said to her, why aren't you having photos? And she said, because I'm, you know, I'm bigger since, since a few years ago, I got bigger. And I said, you realize how many people are going to be attracted to that because you are out there being bold, wearing bright colors, being photographed, like who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want to look like that and feel confident like that, whatever size they are. And so she had a photo shoot and with you, and I know you know who it is. And then she went out there and she took those, she used those photographs everywhere. And her, the trajectory of her business is astounding. Like people know who she is. They know her vulnerabilities. They know what she looks like. They know she's quite bold with color. They resonate with her because she talks about body positivity now. And I think that's so important that, but stop hiding who we are because of one small flaw that we don't like about ourselves. Mm. It's just wrapping. It's It's just gift wrap. Oh yeah. It is. And it's heartbreaking when I see so many amazing business owners, particularly female business owners who are hiding because of a comment that somebody maybe said 20 years ago. And that's just stuck with them. And I think that's why I always try and be such a big energetic cheerleader. And like, I put a lot of energy into my shoots. Like I'm not a naturally extroverted person, but I bring so much energy and enthusiasm because I think my clients are amazing. I get to photograph such incredible, mainly women and I am in awe of every single one of them that does it. It's such a privilege to do it. And so why wouldn't I be excited about them and passionate about them? And then when they put their photos out, you see all these comments come in. It's like, oh, you look amazing. It's so great to see you. Like, this is a great photo of you. You look fabulous. And it's like, yeah, this is what we see. This is how we see you. You just just realize how amazing you are. And the visibility that that does for their business uh-huh. is epic to see because then as soon as you're more visible, as soon as people can relate to you, as soon as they see what you look like, as soon as you're putting stuff out there, it means that more people buy from you. Yes. Yeah. that. And so then their businesses do really well and they get more confident because of that and then they get more photographs done and it's like a circular thing. Do you, well, you, you do photograph some men. Do you see the same confidence issues with the men or not? I think sometimes they're worse. Really? But yeah. But they don't have, I think they just then don't have the like cheerleading support around them. Yeah. Because it's not the done thing to celebrate how a guy looks or it's not very macho or alpha male to be like, oh, you've had a great shoot, amazing. Like women rally around each other like nothing. And guys are a bit more subtle about it and so the guys that I have photographed are just as nervous and body conscious um and I think maybe that's why they're not having as many shoots as women are that's true maybe we need to do something about that yeah but then my world is very much surrounded by female entrepreneurs like I love photographing men um but my world just seems to be very much, I think because my clients attract a lot of female entrepreneurs and so they then become into my world and I, I yeah. you know, just got this kind of like big mixing pot of everyone else's clients. If somebody's having a shoot and they are nervous, you know, they don't like having their photographs taken, what can they do to help themselves before they come to you? Think about the bigger picture. Try and take you out of the equation and think about the impact that you can have on more clients if more people know about you. Because that's the whole point of the shoot, is to market what you do. 
like it's not just it's not like having a family shoot where you're getting lovely pictures of your family like a brand shoot is an investment in you and your business it's a marketing tool and so go into it like fully committed to market your business and think about your clients at the very end point of that because that's who you're doing this for and then it becomes less about you um, and also I do a lot of planning with my clients so there's not a lot to feel nervous about because we plan everything like locations and clothing and props and the reasons why we're doing these shoots like what are we targeting and what are we creating these images for so that takes away some of that fear of the unknown because you know that I've got it in hand yeah I think the thing to take away there that's really important is when you're doing a shoot it's not about you no it might be a picture of you but it's not about you everything you're doing is to help someone else it's to help a client and if we can keep that in our heads I think that with lots of different types of visibility yeah. Facebook all life, visibility the whole lot yeah it's it not be. about us Thank you for being here today. You're very welcome. Thank you. Teaching a bit more about you and your, and your life. If somebody knows that they need to get some brand shoots and they really need to get a brand shoot, they really need, really need more visibility. They need to be out there, and they are not very confident. They know that you sound like someone that can help them maybe feel confident enough to go for that first brand shoot. Where is the best place for them to find you? Come and find me on Instagram. I'm on AKP Branding Stories. I'm trying to be more visible on there. You can always see me walking to a shoot. I don't always remember to then show you what's happening on the shoot, but I'm getting better at that. But Instagram is probably the easiest place to find me or lurking in a few Facebook groups. <laughs> yeah. Go to Instagram because then you see all of my photos as well. Because yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Amanda is my photographer. She takes all of my photos unless I'm somewhere really remote and random like Puerto Rico and I can't drag her along with me. Yeah. Um, then she doesn't. <laughs> but thanks for being here and for giving us tips on being a bit more confident out there. We need to show who we are. We need to take up space. We need to have our seat at the table. We can't do that if we're hiding all the time because of a few insecurities we have about how we look. Thank you all for listening. I will be back next week with another episode. Until then, have an amazing week, whatever it is you're doing. Thank you for listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson. If you'd like to get hold of my guide to launching, go to lisajohnson.com forward slash launch and let's get you making money online.